Hello and welcome to episode 43 of the Niche to Profit Show here on the Vegas Video Network. Welcome, welcome. We got the chat all going already, lively over there, uh, because you want to come ask questions of my guest today, who is a Matt Pincush. And I talk about him almost every week on this show because he is one of the, that's right, he has his own sound effect now. Because of his major success in uh, finding and really, really tuning into his niche. And he's going to tell you how he did that, how that all came about today. We are also going to talk about uh, some other fun stuff. Uh, We're going to do some live listing reviews, get some things to sell. We're going to show some hot sales of the week, play a little pick it or pass it. Uh, But first, I am your host, Danny Ackerman, also known as the Danny App because of my years in the online selling world, about 18 to be exact, and a lifetime in the resale world. And what I do is I help mostly eBay sellers. You guys, the struggles, the frustrations, I get you out of those. We get you selling stuff. We get you getting some cash flow and we get you making more money. That's what we do. All right, so uh, we are live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And uh, in case you didn't see all the little, you know, memes going on over on Facebook, uh, we do set our clocks forward this weekend. Yes, we have to lose an hour. So I want to just making sure now that you get to the show on time next week. But 3 p.m. Pacific time here at vegasvideonetwork.com forward slash live. That's how you tune in. That's how you participate in the live chat with a bunch of really cool people. And uh, they're they're channeling in now. They're all talking. Oh, we've got Arizona and Nebraska and Pennsylvania. They're all over the place. And I know some of you, you, you go away from dinner to watch this. Or it's like it's an eat at your desk night so you can watch the show. And I appreciate that. I do. I really do. Uh, so I before we bring on my guest, Matt, I, I have to give you all a little homeschooling update. I haven't done that for a while. We just started in that adventure this year with uh, Noah and Rachel. Noah, if you watched the show last week, he was here. You got to see him. Uh, and when we first started this, I was not sure we were going to continue it. Uh, I was I was I was really frustrated. Um, it was really hard to get them into a routine, get them to turn in the work, figure out the curriculum. There's a lot. You guys at homeschool and been doing this for years. Oh man, I got to tell you, I bow to you. I mean, it, there's a lot of work. There's a lot of prep. You got to figure out, you got to make sure they're learning all the right stuff. You got to follow a curriculum and you got to file paperwork and do all this stuff. So I am happy to report that while we were about ready to throw in the towel about a month ago, we are free sailing now. I mean, and everything works out. They've got their schedules. Hubby and I have a Google sheet that we share. So we both, you know, know what page we're on, literally. And uh, it's going well. And the kids are happy. Because they weren't so happy for a little while there. Because, yes, happy kids. Happy kids. Uh, so now we're actually thinking we're going to put them back into private school next year. And we're actually st- sitting here thinking, going, you know, oh, we got this kind of figured out now. We might just continue this homeschooling thing. So, yeah, stay tuned for that report. But the point of that is, you know, 
this happens in business too, you guys. Sometimes you get frustrated and you go like, this isn't worth it and I'm just going to give up. And I think it's right at that point where you're thinking about giving up. If you hang in there, if you see it through a while longer, you come out on the other end and things get easier, they get smoother, and then you can jump into something else that frustrates you. (laughs) It's so true. That's what entrepreneurs do. I don't know. It's like we can't have just peace in our lives. But but yeah, things are going good. Things are going good. And uh, so uh, as I bring on Matt, Matt uh, Pinkush has Matt's Equipment Repair. And I got to ask you, Matt, have you ever been so frustrated you just wanted to give it up and quit? <laughs> With eBay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and let um, me just say real quick, uh, because they're not seeing your your live smiling face, because you're having like quite the little windstorm up there in... And, I'm, I'm surprised I have power. It's Everything's blowing, trees are coming down everywhere, and yeah, my connection wasn't working out. Yeah, and you're up in Washington, right? Yeah. Yeah, So, and, and it's windy. So we just took a, a nice picture of Matt, and so you're going to hear him, uh, but you want to actually see him live. So, so um, let's kind of like go back. So you started on eBay, or did you start with your, well, first tell him what you do. Tell him what your business is. What my business is now? Yes. Well, now on my business, and I think anybody who sees the show, I, I post enough stuff that, that they all see what I, I'm. Now I pretty much just tear down used equipment, uh, broken equipment, um, stuff I can pick up really, really cheap. And uh, m- most things are thrown out because they have one or two problems. And so any machine, you have one or two pro- bad parts. 20, 30 good parts, that's kind of the whole foundation of you can pick it up because it's thrown out for one bad thing, find the other 20 good things, list those, and, and that's pretty much what I do now. When you started, were you, were you using eBay as your platform for selling those parts from the beginning? Uh, um, no, that added later. I, um, well, when I st- <laughs> I, I, I changed floundering around so much in what I did for a while. Um, but, but eBay was really where, where I started. Okay. All right. Why did you choose eBay? Um, well, originally, I mean, I originally, I started on eBay in the late 90s, and then it was pretty much the only thing. Um, now you really have two choices, and Amazon doesn't really work well for me. Amazon's great if you have brand new stuff with barcodes, Mm-hmm. Um, or if you completely lack space and you want to work out something where you can work out of a studio in your car, there's some cool things there. But when everything you have is unique and requires its own listing, Amazon's the worst place in the world to try to be. Um, and I've tried some stuff there, and everything is so cumbersome and slow for what I do. It's it's just not geared to what I do. I know. That's why um, we get along so well, because I'm like that. I, you know, it's a love-hate thing with, with Amazon. It's like, sure, you know, I make a couple thousand extra dollars a month, but man, I just... I just hate dealing with the whole mundane thing of sending that stuff in. And, and I did. I tried all the one-off stuff for some time. I tried to make that work. So it's not like I didn't try, but I thought, you know what? The ROI isn't there. It isn't there. Well, and there, there's no way. When everything for me is based off of volume and time, and on mm-hmm. eBay, I have it down to where I put up listings under a minute a piece. Yeah. And and to try to do that on a unique listing on Amazon I is a nightmare. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Amazon, like I said, it's great. If you have barcodes, 
you can just scan your stuff in. They're, they're set up to go that way and just, just not doesn't work for what I do. Yeah. So I think going back to when we first met, um, and I'm thinking it was about what, a year, year and a half ago. It's probably been a year and a half, year and a half, two years, yeah. maybe. Um, yeah. And uh, I think you became an appster. And mm-hmm. you had been sending in some things about, I mean, plush and you were asking for help because that's what we do over there. You know, we help the sellers with their listings. And, and I kept watching that and I look at you and I'm like, Matt, what are you doing selling plush? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. I mean, so at, at that time, we'd kind of just found um, all the... But before that, I'd really done everything on my own. And at that time, I'd started seeing people on YouTube and Facebook and watching different people's things. And most of the YouTube videos and things are out there are people doing the thrift store thing. And they're, they're the places you go to the sites to have all the bolos, sell this, sell that, sell the other thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I was kind of following along. So I think when you looked in, my, my inventory was probably 60% parts like I have now. And then you would have seen purses and shoes and fur coats and plush and everything else under the sun in there too. Yeah. And n- now I find it comic. But yeah. so let's let's stay there for a minute because I'm telling okay. you this is what I this is what I see day in and day out. There are a lot of Facebook groups where there you it it's like the shiny object. You see somebody sell something for 50 bucks and you go, "Oh, well I saw one of those over at the thrift store. I got to go pick that up and um, and it's really easy to get swept into this idea of, you know, just list anything and everything and you can make tons of money. And and that's really what that's what this is all about. And what I formed the uh, the Niche to Profit Academy was there's a better way. And, there, and you have embraced that better way, probably better than anybody I know in that. And I didn't, I didn't believe you at first either. I, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 oh, we're losing you now. I, I, I think we, we're connected, but we kind of lost him. So, so let me just tell you. So, so Matt and I actually had a phone call and, um, it was it was really really clear to me when I looked at what he was selling that this guy really needed to zero in on what he number one was really good and knowledgeable at was the equipment and I, I think it was mostly like lawnmowers. Um, I think the chainsaws has kind of come over like the last six months. I've seen him really gearing on the on the chainsaws, but I, I'm like, wow you get these for free or close to free and then you can sell hundreds of dollars of parts off of this thing. And I said, forget the plush, forget all that other stuff uh, because this is a tremendous niche. And over, a, uh, it's really been, and as soon as we get Matt back, Matt back on, I, I'll ask him this is, um, do we have you back, Matt? I say, mm, no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love technology. We'll keep going because I know Matt really well. Uh, so uh, I I got him to ditch all that other stuff. And when he really focused in on the stuff that he really knew, what happened was 
He was selling not just one piece at a time, two pieces at a time. He started selling like six, seven, eight, nine, ten parts at a time. Because when you go into a store that's niched like that, and that is your, you know, kind of store, you don't just find that one thing, that one plush that you were looking for, and there's nothing else of interest. Uh, and uh, do we have him back yet? Oh, no, we can't lose Matt now. Um, so uh, I guess uh, you guys up there in the the Northwest are having some windstorms, and that happens to be where, where Matt is. So, yeah. That's it. Do we have him back? Hello? No. Okay. We'll keep going. Scott's working on it. We'll, we'll try to get Matt back. So... As Matt has developed, he was working a full-time job when we met and um, he was just doing this eBay thing on the side. And I actually got to meet Matt in person. Uh, I went up to Seattle on, uh, I had a a speaking engagement up at the SCOE conference up there. And uh, I thought, you know, I want to meet this guy in person. So we went, we had lunch and a super, super cool guy. And I can tell now Matt really loves what he's doing versus before it was kind of just like selling stuff to pay the bills. And uh, we, we talked some more and Matt told me that he was quitting his job, the full-time job. Are you there? Hey, we got him back. Oh, good. Because I want you to tell the story of deciding to quit your job. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Let's see if you can hear us. Can you hear us? We can hear, we can hear him, but he can't hear us. Matt, Matt, come out! Ah, oh, he can't hear us. Okay, so I'll I'll keep talking. Um, so he had set the date uh, because we're very, very, very strong over in the Niche to Profit Academy about setting goals. I am a big big believer. Don't just say, I'm going to do something. Generally, you set a date, you put the numbers on, you be specific, the whole smart goal thing, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. Do we have them back? I hear rustling. Yeah, we can hear him, but he can't hear us. Okay. Um, so we'll we'll keep trying to get Matt back. Uh, so basically, he gave a date, January first. He was quitting the job, and the really cool thing is he announced it over in the the very private members only Facebook group for Appsters, and uh, he got oh, help. There you are. Hey, can you hear us? Uh, I'm back. Yay! I can hear you. So I'm telling him the story about you setting the date to quit your job. So, uh, yeah, given six months' notice. So tell us. So, so kind of go back because I said, you know, you announced it over in the Appsters group about, you know, you set the date, you set the goal. So, how did that all come about? Uh, well, it, it came to where I finally had to, I, I had to set a date because I wasn't getting there. And, and, I, and I finally realized I was never going to get to a place working part time where I could just replace my income and step aside, that at some point you have to jump. And so to force myself, I gave notice at my work. I gave him six months notice. 
And uh, then we came to the end of the year and now I've agreed right now I'm still working two days a week, two days a week covers my mortgage. So mm -hmm. having that option is kind of nice. Um, and uh, but that was really I finally had to give notice just to force myself and say that if, if I don't set a date and, and stick to it, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, it's and so true. That was scary. Yeah, it's totally scary. I, I mean, we're going through that right now. Uh, my appsters know uh, hubby and I are opening a brick and mortar business here in Vegas. And it is it is a $10,000 a month rent. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. We just filed I, our I letter. Like, I like my lack of overhead. <laughs> yeah. We just filed our letter of intent, which kind of like that. Now, you know what? It's like now we got to make it happen. Now, wow. we could play around with it and, you know, we could work on the business plan and we could build a website and we could do all this thing and we could talk about it. But it it's so true when you take an, an action that gives you a commitment, uh, you really make it happen. So how did you make it happen? How did you... What changed when you actually gave that notice to when you were done with that job? Uh, when I when I gave notice, oh, I started listing tons more. It was that that was there was a really hard time because it was up early in the morning, go to work, come home, keep doing all the eBay because for me it was all about how much stuff can I get up mm -hmm. and can I get the the inventory big enough, and so there was just a lot of months of. I just worked is all I did. Mm -hmm. And so that was the rough part. That was the hardest part is getting close to that transition where it's like every waking moment extra I have, I wanted to be spending putting up more inventory, putting up more inventory. And I just, uh, that's pretty much all I did. Now, do you think this would have worked if you'd have kept putting up, you know, plush and shoes oh, God, and no. purses? <laughs> I, 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 I can I can sit down if I've taken my pictures I can put up at least 50 listings in an hour when, once mm -hmm. I sit down and start listing everything I do is so exactly the same I have templates built up it's it's easy and when you jump around into all sorts of things especially in areas you don't have the knowledge then everything takes so much longer and then you do what I did and you sell fake purses to people in the UK and they end up paying oh. a lot of money to I, well, what am I doing to selling purses I, I, I still can't tell you what a real purse looks like. I, <laughs> but no, I mean, that's, I, I, I can't do the, the volume I do and, and jump around that much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, th totally. th that was the biggest thing about, about niching, other than getting myself into the area where now I don't make those mistakes. I don't, I don't sell fake stuff. I, I know exactly, this is the area I've worked in for over 10, 15 years. Mm -hmm. So... I know what I'm dealing with. I can answer the questions and be sure. And it goes so much faster um, because there's, I understand your name, the Danny app now. I don't use my phone anymore. I, I don't, people, if I buy something, I, I look at it, I make offers. There's, there's no need to look anything up anymore because this is my area. Yes. Bingo. That's it. That's it. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. I, yeah. I, I, I went to auctions before we had the apps to do that and, and been through that whole making mistakes, especially when you're in the other areas. But, but now in my area, I don't care if I'm in the middle of a windstorm with a bad connection. I don't need my phone. Beautiful. It's beautiful. And, and so you've really taken things. You haven't just been listing more because I've been <laughs> watching you. Uh, you have embraced all of the pieces of the marketing also that, that we teach over in the, in the academy. And you have now got your social community 
really rocking and rolling. Can you can you tell people about that? That was the hard Facebook was hard for me to figure out. And I think I see a lot of people struggle as everybody. You got some people that just say this is my eBay stuff and they load up eBay stuff and nobody really wants to see that. And you got people that try and you make memes and do things and try to grab interest. But I, I finally, really, I started copying your site. You, you, uh, you're asking people to post, asking people to be involved. And the whole trick I found is I want people on my site doing stuff. They don't have to, things that don't cost money. So um, I send out cards now without everything I, uh, um, I sell that tell people they can come to my site, they can post what they're working on, they can show it off. Very few people do. But that's the type of thing I really tried to build is, is I want other people to be able to interact. They can mm -hmm. come there for tech support. Um, they can come there for all the other things. Then when it actually comes time, if there's something they want to buy, I'm going to be first on the list. But I, I stopped gearing um, my site towards I'm just selling stuff, I'm just selling stuff. Um, I mean, I do run some ads for, for stuff like that, but, but I moved away from that and really tried to just interact with people. And I'm still feeling it out. Um, but I have, I, I have quite a few people. I have a nonstop people are, are joining now. Um, and, uh, um, I mean, everybody gets my Facebook site that buys something on eBay. Um, now all my packages have my, my website and my, uh, um, well, my symbol kind of on it, which was, and if you're in the Appsters, people show that was I was buying rubber stamps with my stuff, so now I can yeah. make my boxes my own. And the cool thing on that is you can do that to like even the flat rate boxes. The post office doesn't care what you put on them as long as you put a postage on it. So you can still make those your own too. And it's still, that way, everything I sell is branded for me. Right. Yeah, I'm, I've, got your, I've got your Facebook uh, page pulled up right now and you have a really engaged community. I mean, uh, and, and here's the key. Here's the key is you respond. Somebody leaves a I've, comment, you are over there responding to them. Like you've got two more comments on, on this one here. And the type of stuff that you're, you're posting is you're talking about how you're rebuilding this stuff, how you're tearing stuff apart. And you're just saying it like it is. So you're not really, you're not having to sit there and come up with some story and some content. And like, you're just talking about your business. That's, yeah, the first post you bring up there is actually what I, I put on this, this week's score of the week. That was my, uh, you know, um, I, I replace engines for free. Well, I do free labor for people. I still make money off of the selling the new engine. Mm. And then in that picture, I then showed that one being torn down. And the guy was so happy of that concept. I told, I, and really honest, I said that th this is what I'm going to use to pay for your labor. And I'm going to make more than I would charge you, uh, but it's going to take me longer to do it. And that, I mean, it's completely honest. Sure. But the, the, the guy was thrilled that engine needed to be replaced. The piston cylinder were bad in it. Um, and he gets a deal on the labor. It gets recycled. That makes people happy. Um, and uh, that one's actually still running. That's running as a local ad right now. Yeah, I mean, this is just working. And that's just your most recent. I mean, I'm scrolling down here. You've used video strategically. And it's not pretty. It's not like highly produced <laughs> video. It's like it's out in the field showing a lawnmower. And, and that, that, that's, oh. that's $50 cell phone uh, video. Yeah. So you want a little tip on video? Okay. Turn your camera the other way. <laughs> <laughs> It'll fill up that whole screen then. But 
But yeah, you and we've shown your hot sales of the week and all that. It's like you don't take fancy pictures with backgrounds because your niche, you don't need to do that. Your your guys that are coming over and I, I would I would say that you got probably what ninety nine point nine percent guys buying from you. Um, they don't care about the background and all that stuff. They want the part and they want to trust who they're getting that part from. Uh, My only questions are. Is this the right part? Is this going to fit? And is this tested? Do you guarantee it'll work? That th- those there are the questions go. I have to field. Yeah, and I'm sure you do that well. Mostly, except on days that you get hit by so many questions, you don't know which way to go. Every ah. once in a while, that happens to me now. <laughs> I got you. So, would you say that's one of your biggest struggles still, or what is your biggest struggle still? Oh, my biggest struggle is organization. I am not mm. an organized person. I am not at all, um, and uh, I. I want to go forward. If I'm, I want to be out tearing stuff down, putting up more inventory, go, go. And uh, so I don't stop and clean up and reorganize like I should. And that's what gets me. That's always been, that's, that's going to be my personal struggle for my whole life. I'm sure mm. is, uh, j- just, uh, uh, it, it doesn't seem like stopping to organize and keep stuff in better shape doesn't, seem like it's making money to me. Whereas oh. it's like, no, I can keep going and I'm making money. If I stop and, and do this other stuff, I'm not making money. And I have to look at it differently. But that's that's always been my struggle. Well, until you get to the point where it loses you money because you can't find parts. As long as you're yes. finding the parts and you're making I've, money, hey. I've been, I've been through that problem. I, <laughs> that, that was my biggest problem I had to fix. When, when, you, when you grow past a certain, when you go past having just a few hundred parts and you're into thousands of parts, yeah. Um, then an organization system has to be in place. And, and that was a huge issue for me. Yeah. Which leads to my last question for you is where, where are you going from here? Uh, bigger. Yeah. I think from here, my, my whole goal is I just, I, I, I just hit an anchor store. I'm at like 2,300 listings. And I really think that I want to be able to sell enough stuff in my slow time to cover my bills. And so my, my goal is really probably 10,000 listings. It's, it's up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a big number. I mean, that the stuff I do is all about volume. It's all about just having sure. the part. I'm, I, I, I price my stuff on the low end because my, my customer, people buying used parts, aren't people that, uh, I wish I had your customers. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> my, my, yeah, your my, niche my, has my, a specific customer and that's okay. Cause you figured them out. Yes. And, and the race to the bottom is a horrible thing. Oh, yeah. and I, I just went through some old inventory I had up that's been there for years and I looked and it's like all this stuff selling it's just selling for 15 bucks less now and the only choice I have is to say okay I'm part of the game move it back down and I hate that and there's some other things I'm doing to deal with that but uh, um, mainly on the, that cheap stuff now I try to tear down five of the same thing at one time and get multiple quantities up and you can make up for a yes. little bit but that's uh, th- that, that's the one part that I fight with that I, I really don't like but yeah. it's just part of it well, I, as someone who has sat here and watched the evolution of your business, um, I, I can't tell you uh, how how proud I am of the hard work you've done and, and that you've gotten to the point you're at. And I know there's even bigger things in store for you. And I, I'm really honored to be part of that, Matt. Well, I appreciate it. And I, I've said before, this is some of the happiest I've been in a long time. I have the, the freedom of schedule to go out and do some things to just take off when I need to is is huge. And that's, that's the biggest thing for me. 
Yeah. And, and Wendy over in the chat just asked if you have help. And I know you and I have discussed this. You're still holding out on having to, to bring in any help. I'm, I'm going to give this year the go with no help. And if I can accomplish my goals of making enough, doing it all myself to where I'm happy, then I'm going to avoid it. I, I, I leave that as something I can change my mind on at some point. Absolutely. But, but, but for, for right now, no. Right. Well, Matt, thank you so much. Uh, even though we couldn't get you you're on here kind of like live, live, um, I'm so glad you came on. And uh, we will definitely have you on again sometime because I know this is a, a progression and you're going to have some great information to share with everyone. I'll, I'll work on my connection issues. Over here. <laughs> we'll do a non-windy day next time. <laughs> yeah. So thanks, Matt. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Danny. All right. And so, you guys, if you want that kind of success in your business, if you would like the help that Matt has had to make some of those decisions in his business, come on over to the Appsters. We call it the Niche to Profit Academy. When you come in, you become an Appsters, uh, an Appster, and that's why we use that term. Uh, and I am I I want to help you so much that come on over for thirty days. 30 days, show 30, we'll get you 30 days free trial into the Appsters, check it all out, come in, meet the community and join in some of our, our monthly webinars. You go to nichetoprofitacademy.com. At Neon Brand, we take care of all your online marketing. We build websites, perform search engine optimization, run social media campaigns, and produce high quality photos and videos. We look at it like we're a one-stop shop for all your online marketing needs. We pride ourselves on quality work. Every website we build gets the utmost attention to detail and uses the latest in code and technology in order to ensure that your site stays relevant for the long term. Social media takes constant monitoring and engagement, and we have just the team to handle it for you. A killer video or photo shoot will take your product or service to a whole nother level. Don't believe me? Three words, Dollar Shave Club. Google it. If you're looking to get more customers through the internet, give us a call. We'll set up a free consultation and review your business needs and then decide on a plan that will help you accomplish your online marketing goals. I'm Kenny, this is Neon Brand, and we're here to help you succeed online. I gotta tell you, uh, Neon Brand, who you just saw the commercial from, if you are in the Las Vegas area, the Las Vegas online sellers will be holding another meetup at the end of this month. And uh, actually, it's Andrew from Neon Brand will be coming out and teaching about social media marketing and how to be more strategic with that. So I'll watch for that uh, coming up soon. All right. Why won't they buy? Darn them. <laughs> we start with Lisa Hensley, who's over in the chat. Hey, Lisa. She has submitted this hand-painted Italian art pottery decanter. Uh, she says she did, she did her research and discovered history behind it for her description. It's really heavy, weighs over six pounds and large. Uh, so she's, um, she's had it cheaper, just recently release, relisted, um, but has listed it since September 2011. I know I'm still working on her with this stuff, you know. It's too long, you guys can't have your money tied up and stuff that long. Uh, so let's get this thing sold. Uh, so she said it was $75 plus shipping when she first listed it. Now it's $199.95 with free shipping. And, oh, you got charity in here. Let me look. Let me look. 
So you've got Giving Works down here. So 10% to charity. Awesome. That can give you guys a little boost when you do that. Uh, it's something nice to add if, if everything else isn't working. I don't recommend it on lower priced items because it can it can snag you if you forget you have that on there. Because that 10% doesn't come out right out when you sell the item. It comes out once a month for all your Giving Works items. So that, that can catch you off guard. Uh, so she says, I think I paid $8 for it at the auction house. And to this point, her listing fees are about $4.50. So uh, yes, it is a wonderful decorative piece. I looked up this Duca di Camastra. Yeah, I am not Italian, not even going to try. So um, I think what's going on here, this is a good brand. This is a, it is a desirable um, artist of, of pottery. So I think there's a couple things we can try here, Lisa. With your title, because this is a good brand uh, or a good maker, I would put that uh, Duca di Camastra. You know, you guys submit these things just to hear me try to pronounce them. Every week you guys do this to me. <laughs> okay. Whatever that word is there, uh, put that up at the beginning. That gives value. That's, uh, that sounds expensive to me. So I would put that, and then I would put Italian terracotta pottery bottle. Uh, because this is terracotta, and I, and I did kind of um, go and look and make sure that that's what this company did as well. So this is not blowing up here. Ooh, Lisa, did you know that? Did you know this picture doesn't uh, blow up so they can see that mark? Yeah, just notice that. Um, so you might want to fix that. But so I would change that title that way. Here you go. Raise the price another hundred bucks. Yes, ma'am. Raise the price. Here's why. If somebody is knows that this is a good brand, number one, they may look at a lower priced item by this maker and wonder what's wrong with it. You tell them it's $299.95. Now they come in and they make you say $150 to $200 offer. They're going to think they're getting a killer deal. You're going to go, ka-ching. That's what I'm talking about right there. So yeah, I'd raise the price because actually I found this maker over on Amazon. Yes. This maker is listed over on Amazon in the two to $300 range. So yeah, raise that price up. That will give you a different buyer pool. There are people who search for the higher priced glass and pottery. They don't want some cheap piece in their home. They want to be able to brag, oh yeah, I paid $300 for this. You know, make it a pretentious piece. We like that. We like those buyers. So that's what I would do there. Also on your pictures, um, not to mention that that one, you know, looks a little, let's see, can I blow this one up? Oh, I don't know if this is just a glitch right now, but I'm not able to blow any of these up. There's no zoomy zoomy. We want zoomy zoomy. Okay. Make those pictures bigger. Let them zoom in. Um, especially on those details where you've got the signatures on the bottom, on the side and hit this with a little contrast. Make those pictures pop a little more. And I think that's going to get this piece sold. And this is this is what's considered a long tail item. You need the right buyer to come along. But if you do some of these things, you increase the likelihood that that buyer 
is going to find you when they do come along and not go buy from somebody else. All right, let's see here. Oh, we have Beth Kelly. Beth, Beth is very smart. Let me just say this. Beth is very smart because she consistently submits these items for Why Won't They Buy? And as you will see in just a little while, they turn into hot sales. I'm just saying here. Uh, and that is one of the perks of also being an appster is uh, I, I pick from the appster pool first. So um, if no appsters submit those Why Won't They Buy items, then I come on over to the the general niche to profit list but this you get first come first serve over here with the appsters uh, so we have a maggie barnes black ribbon swirls jacket size 4x um let's see what what i made my notes here it says i've had this listed since october 15th with 241 views so now it hasn't been listed all that long but the fact that you've had that many views and nobody has pulled the trigger on and bought this that tells us when they come over there's something that's just not resonating with them so it could be the fact that you're calling it a jacket now i looked into your listing a little bit it is um mostly cotton with a little bit of spandex in there so oh and here's something i keep forgetting to tell you this beth it's okay to put these pictures down in the description but put them below the text. So just switch things around so that all your text and your bullet point information is before the pictures. Because this can make it so that someone gets to the information that they really, really need faster. Um, and you can see she puts really good information. So it's 98% cotton, 2% spandex. So this is not really what I would consider a jacket. And that could be what's throwing people off. Uh, I would change it to Maggie Barnes top. Um, and I did a little research. That's that is what people are calling it. It's it's not quite a blouse because it's got this little open feature here. But I, you could use blouse too. Uh, use your judgment as you have it in person and can tell if somebody could just wear this as a blouse. Um, but I go Maggie Barnes top or blouse size four X thirty thirty two W. Leave the other stuff out. You guys resist the urge to describe the item in the title. Resist the urge to describe the item in the title because that is not how people are searching. Somebody probably is not searching for black ribbon swirls. That's a, I mean, I'm sure that customers out there that need something with black ribbon swirls, but 99% of your customers are not searching that way. So be really careful about wanting to put words in there thinking that that's going to help it come up you, you it's you you got to work against that brain thinking that but i have to give them you know everything possible about this item to make sure it comes up no they're searching maggie barnes top or maggie barnes blouse that's how they're searching then they see it then they love it then they want to know more about it and then come and buy it your price is great um if it doesn't sell soon you can always try it on auction, maybe, you know, auction it at $29.97 plus shipping so that you can get your money out of it and, and move on. Here's another thing. I would change the category. Uh, you've got this in women's clothing, suits and blazers. And it, it definitely doesn't fit suits and blazers. So I would move it to women's clothing, 
tops and blouses. Top. The category is becoming much more important, you guys, much more important because eBay is filtering search results to potential buyers. They're choosing categories for them based on what they type in to the search. So even if she were to have Maggie Barnes' uh, black ribbon swirls jacket top blouse and put all three of those words, if it's in the suits and blazers category and somebody put in Maggie Barnes' top, eBay's not going to show it to them. Yeah, so got to be careful with that. Uh, I've got a question from Marissa Memory Lane over in our chat. Would you move black 4X further up in the title? I wouldn't actually have black in the title at all. But yeah, I would change the words to Maggie Barnes top size 4X 3032W so that it comes way farther up. In item specifics is where you want to put the color. And if you want to put, you know, ribbon swirls as the pattern in your item specifics, you can do that there as well. So I think that is going to help get it sold. So yeah, so you can see it's black. I mean, they can see it's black. And if it's in the item, uh, in the item specifics, then somebody who types in black, it's still going to come up. It's also going to filter. And I'm sure Beth has those item specifics there. Yes, she does. She has very, very thorough, good item specifics, which is really, really important in the clothing categories, by the way. So good job, Beth. I'm sure we'll be seeing this on a hot sale soon. And speaking of hot sales. And speaking of Beth Kelly, here is her hot sale. Now, if you have been watching the show, you will probably recognize this Ralph Lauren Indian blanket Southwestern wool long wrap skirt that we worked on a uh, little whiles back. And although she didn't change the picture, like I had suggested, she did change around the title and that got this item sold for, oh, she paid $15 for this at the village discount, which she says is normal is that that is higher than a normal amount that she likes to spend, but knew it was a good item. And I'm telling you guys, most most sellers out there are being very budget con conscious on how much they'll spend on an item. And I want you to think further than that. If you are niched, you get to ask more for your items because you're a specialty store, which means you have an advantage over every other seller that's going in there and looking for this item and this item and this item and this item, right? Plus, $15 turned into the best offer that she took, which was $130. Ka-ching! Yes, love, I love to spend more on an item knowing that I'm going to get way more than if I was to be in this kind of mentality of spending $5 to make even $50. I want to spend $10 to make $200. I mean, think about that, guys. That is what's possible because when a thrift store prices something at, you know, 15, 20, $25, they think it's something really special, right? And sometimes it is, but they've way underestimated the value that happens all the time, all the time. I have bought $20 vases, which to a thrift store, that's, you know, that's a big price to put on a vase, right? Sold for $500,000. Just saying, 
know your niche, know your niche. So good job, Beth, on that. Good job. All right. This comes from Gail Rosenke. She says, my best item this week is something we got for free. Love free. Um, And she sold it for $45 on a best offer. Yep. She says, at Danny's advice, I have been testing pricing high with best offer and it's working. It's working. Yes, it works. It works when you let people haggle. Think of it as a pricing strategy. Every store you go to, I can guarantee you, is doing some sort of this strategy on you. How many of you go and you look at the coupon ads for the grocery store? Oh, this one's got, oh, 10% on, you know, this one's, yeah. And you choose to go shopping there, but then they've kind of upped the prices on all that other stuff that they know you're going to buy. With that, they're still making sure that their profit margin is right where they want it to be. Uh, same thing, thrift stores, especially those that have like the ongoing sales, savers, saver. If you guys got savers, you'll know they do this. They know they're giving out those 30% off cards, right? They know they're going to give 30% off to a lot of people. They're pricing knowing they're going to do that. Are they going to sell some stuff at full price? Sure they are. Uh, but you're going to think it's priced high because you're going to get that 30% off. So it's kind of the same thing. You're going to have customers coming in going, up. Oh, you know, I'm going to make a best offer of, you know, $20 less, thinking, that, thinking they've got you, thinking that I got them figured out. They priced this high. And, and then you sell it to them. And you're, you're laughing all the way to the bank because you got exactly what you needed to get for it and wanted to get for it. So it's a beautiful thing. Everybody's happy that way. And one more from Mo Monty. Mo Monty is participating in the Ultimate Listing Challenge. And this is one of the items of three that she submitted for the uh, hot sales of the week. So this is a Fitz and Floyd Leprechaun teapot. Cost her $7 in an online auction. Sold in about 36 hours for just over $76. Yes. Ka-ching! Yes, because we do have the St. Patty's Day coming up right around the corner. Get all that green stuff listed, guys. I, I just got told that was the worst Irish. Hey, you guys, I am Polish. I am not Irish. I am not Australian. I am not English. I, I am Polish. So you you get what you get. All right. <laughs> you always wonder what these headphones were. That's so that he can, you know, give me a hard time during the show. All right. Hey, if you want to see, yeah. Yeah, you're funny over there, Scott. I'm just saying. Uh, Come on over. Join us in the Niche to Profit Facebook group where we post the hot sales thread every week. I think there was about 17 uh, hot sales this week that got posted over there. And and look at what's happening. Yeah, it's awesome stuff. Hey, I have something special for you guys, I think, this week with our next little ad. Maybe. Maybe. Meet Lucy. Lucy's an eBay seller, and she needs to sell more stuff. But Lucy has a problem. She's frustrated with slow sales and confusing changes eBay keeps making. So Lucy searches online for a solution, how to make more money on eBay. And she discovers the Niche to Profit Academy. 
real-time help for struggling eBay sellers. Step-by-step, easy-to-follow solutions. Help when you need it so you can focus on selling more stuff. Problem solved. Now Lucy can list with confidence and make more money. Simply come join at nichetoprofitacademy.com and start increasing your sales and feeling less confused. nichetoprofitacademy.com Use the code SHOW30 for a free 30-day trial. Oh, it's time for a little pick it or pass it. So I have to, I have to apologize, you guys. Last week, uh, we had an item that um, I knew what it was. <laughs> so I, I left out a really, really important clue. Um, so I was a little lenient this week on the thing. Th- these are actually candle holders. And I gave absolutely no indication that that's what they were. <laughs> hey, I, I'm learning. I'm getting better at this stuff too, guys. Um yeah. So uh, we didn't get very many entries this week, but but here's the here's the lesson in that. You have a 50/50 chance of being right if only you guess if I picked it or passed it. So why not take like, you know, 10 15 seconds, shoot that email over because you can win one of our really groovy prizes including the niche to profit tote bag hey do we have our gallery of winners oh look at that there's matt's coffee mug so you get the coffee mug you get the tote bag there we go she's won both there we go there's mike with the tote bag and his very cool vegas video network visor and of course you can get the buying at auction houses for fun and profit i got yelled at last week for not offering the book again here it is here it is and the newest prize guys and and this uh i think is the most valuable is the e-commerce business review that i offer I, it is normally $197, okay? That's $197 prize. And the reason I'm offering this is because I want more success stories. You take the time to enter and play along. I'm going to reward you. Uh, so this is what you can choose as one of your prizes. I will do a 25-point review. I'll go through every piece of your business and show you where you're leaving money on the table, how you can start making more money right away by making some small changes, maybe some big changes. I'm going to give you actionable steps on those. So that's up for grabs too. All right. So last week the we had these um, these rustic candle holders, which I actually did pick. I picked them uh, because they were signed. Now, originally when I picked them, I thought I was going to list them separately and they weren't worth as much as I thought they would be. Okay. So the app was a little off, uh, but so I thought uh, I put them together. So we listed them one time. They are now listed for $59.99, which I didn't pull up the listing ahead of time, uh, or I would show you, but you can go over to utterly good stuff and find them. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so I did, I did pick them. What did I pay? Well, they were like five bucks a piece. I got like 10 bucks into them to sell for $59.99. I'll take that. And truthfully, guys, if I got an offer for like $30, 
I'd take it. I'd take it. I got my $20 cushion in there. All right. So Lisa Hensley, call them wood candle holders, different. So I'll say you picked them. You are so right, Lisa. Sharon Odenall, I think they are candle holders. She originally said salt and pepper shakers, but then, you know, I gave the appsters a little bonus clue over there. Uh, so one of the perks, you guys, watch your newsletter. Um, $5 each is a kind of steep, so I'm guessing she passed, and I'm probably completely wrong. Yeah, yeah. I picked them. All right. There's Lisa's second entry. And Pam Waldron, they're wooden candle holders made from a branch or a sapling trunk. Danny passed. No, Pam, I bought him. I did. Probably should have passed, but I bought him. Uh, and we got Linda Gonzalez. Cabin Lodge decor bookends. You know what? I'm going to take it. I'll take it. See? It's my own fault for not giving the clue. And uh, then we just have uh, Andrew, no last name. Uh, wooden candle holders. Danny passed. No, I picked him. Okay. It's all good. All right. Shake, 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 shake. And this week's winner is Sharon Odenall. There you go. She worked hard at that answer, too. She said, you know, she first said the salt and pepper shakers. Then she came back and corrected it and sent candle holders. So I'm so glad you won, Sharon. Uh, be sure you send an email to niche to profit at vegasvideonetwork.com. Let me know what prize you would like. We will get that on its way to you. Okay, so this week's item. Ah, there it be. Up on the top shelf, no less. It's uh, yeah, yeah, it's the, it's the black one in the middle there. It's always in the middle. There we go. They know this, Scott. See, because they're like, they're following. They, they, it's okay. I would never, ever get one of those other things. I'll, Never get one of those plain old vases. Never. Okay. Hey, that might have been a little clue there. All right. Your clues are, ooh la la. This is the perfect item for a Paris-themed room. <laughs> hey, how is that? That's the Polish-French accent. Uh, let's see. I, I hand wrote a little. I got to read my own writing here. Oh, yes. <laughs> There's a particular casino hotel here in Vegas where this would fit in quite well. Saying, dropping this item would result in a dangerous uh, barefoot walking situation. Three dollars was the price. Did I pick it or did I pass it? Send your answers to niche to profit at vegasvideonetwork.com. Niche to profit at vegasvideonetwork.com. And two things, you guys, tell me. What it is, um, there's a there's two specific words that have to be in your answer this week that I'm looking for that the clues should give you. And uh, tell me whether I picked it or passed it for your second entry. All right. You guys, in case I haven't mentioned, we have this Niche to Profit Academy thing, and it is $10 a month. And I get, I get criticized by uh, some of my... Um, Business coaches sometimes, why are you not like up in the price on that? And and I truly, you guys, I love helping sellers build their businesses, be more successful. I, I you know, stories like Matt's, 
where he went from selling everything and following all those bright, shiny objects that you see out there in the other Facebook groups and helping him zero in on a niche that now has made it so it's not just about making more money. Did you hear him? He's he's happier. Life is better. He gets to do what he wants when he wants to do it. I mean, that, that, you guys, like, you cannot put a price tag on that. I am just... And to be a part of that, for me, that's the reward, okay? I am not in this to get rich. I, I'm in the selling stuff to get rich. That's that's where I'll get rich, you guys. Not off you guys. Come over, join. Be a part of like the most fantastic seller community that there is. And I'm going to just bluntly say that. You can ask the appsters that are part of that. Um, love, love, love my appsters. They are the most awesome people. 30 days, free trial. Don't believe me. Come over, check it out for yourself, dig in, you get full access to everything in your 30 days and you decide if you it's going to help you make more money. I, I guarantee you, you take action and do the steps, you're going to make more money. You are I, 100% guaranteed or your money back. Oh, wait. It's a free trial. Hey, uh, it is at niche2profitacademy.com, niche2profitacademy.com. And here's the other really exciting thing, you guys. As I open this new brick and mortar um, that Hubby and I are delving into, there is something special going to be happening for those in the Academy. And uh, can't reveal all right now, but this is a really good time to jump in and be an appster. Let me just say that. Uh, This is not just going to be a local business. This is going to be a global business that involves eBay. I'll just keep the mystery right there, okay? Uh, But I am sharing with the appsters. I am letting them know what's going on, and I'm very transparent. You can ask me anything over in the appsters because truly, uh, I am an open book. I share all. And with that, you guys, join us next week. I have the one and only Kevin Bruno of Market Warriors fame and many of the appsters met him a couple of years ago at the More Fun Bigger Profits conference. He had a $5 million eBay business. Can I repeat that? $5 million eBay business. And with a little advice from the Danny app, he's now taken that and opened his own brick and mortar auction house and taken more of the money for himself instead of giving it all to eBay. So he's going to share uh, all about that as well as give you some of the inside scoop on auction houses, buying stuff at auction houses, what to look for. I'm really excited to have him on. So you won't want to miss that. I will see you next week at 3 p.m. You missed a episode somewhere. You want to go binge watch, go back and watch something This show can be seen in many, many places, including iTunes and YouTube on the Vegas Video Network channel and the Danny App channel, where I also post a lot of really cool, helpful stuff over there for you. Facebook and uh, all the social media channels, Roku, Stitcher, Chromecast, Apple TV, Fire TV, Google TV. Did I miss one? I don't think so. I think I'm good. Oh, yeah, the VegasVideoNetwork.com. And uh, catch up, learn stuff, make your business grow, you guys. But most of all, go be profitable and make it fun.